0: As always, we're very happy to have Francis Ball join us in the studio again today for more fellowship about these wonderful messages from Genesis. Just welcome back.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: You know, today we have another marvelous life study concerning our dear friend now, Abraham. I feel, Francis, like we've gotten to know him quite well in these recent studies, don't you?
1: Yes, it really is so.
0: Today the topic is intercession. Francis has a background What is intercession, and how important is it to the accomplishment of God's purpose?
1: Well, I believe uh, the common knowledge regarding what it means to intercede is to act between parties with a view to reconciling differences, to mediate. However, in in the Bible, the biblical use of this word goes much deeper than that. For example, in Hebrews Uh, chapter 7, verse 25, and also in Romans chapter 8, I believe verse 34, we're told that Christ ever lives at the right hand of God to intercede for us. I believe we would recognize that this is something more than just to uh, reconcile our differences. But uh, what the Lord Jesus did on the cross reconciled us to God. But now that he's seating at the right hand of God, he's there interceding for us. We usually consider this praying, but even it's something more than that. Also in Romans chapter 8, uh, it says that the Spirit within us intercedes in us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So there's an intercession going on at the right hand of God for us and also an interceding going on within us by the Spirit. So these two uh, aspects of intercession help us a great deal in understanding the meaning of this word. Even uh, when you bring it down to uh, our, our prayer, it's something more than just praying for somebody. But it's really entering into God's intention uh, for that person. For example, you ask, uh, you ask the question, how important is it to accomplish God's purpose? Uh, God uses man to accomplish his purpose, and he wants man to intercede for men according to his purpose. So intercession, in this, uh, in this biblical sense, is quite deeper than just to say, brother, pray for me. It's not just like this, something that we initiate ourselves, but it's something related to the ultimate goal, God's eternal purpose. So we uh, we need to be these kind of intercessors in order for the Lord to accomplish His goal. God needs those on earth who can cooperate with Him to accomplish His eternal purpose.
0: Thank you, Francis. Let's join Witness Lee with our life study today from Genesis chapter 19 we're going to see the Lord take a walk with a good friend.
2: Now we come to another seed of the divine revelation in the book of Genesis. This is the seed of intercession. We have to know the first intercessor on this earth was Abraham. Now, concerning intercession... The first basic principle is that this must be according to God's revelation. Any intercession that comes in the eyes of God must be according to God's revelation. In other words, the proper intercession should not be initiated by us but by God in his revelation. In this picture, in chapter 18, we can see it was not Abraham that initiated the intercession. It was God. You have to uh, remember the story. It was not one day Abraham, he had a thought concerning His dear brother Lot. Then he knelt down and prayed to the one on the throne in heaven. It was not like that. Let me tell you. While Abraham was sitting at uh, his tent door in the heat of the day. Listen to this. The very God came not came in his glory, nor with his throne, but came in the form of a mortal man. At the beginning, he didn't realize that was Jehovah God. And eventually, of course, by their conversation, Abraham got to know that was God. But, Abraham was not scared. And he talked to God just like a friend, talking, conversing uh, to a friend. Not only so, listen this, after a long time of conversation, at least a couple of hours because uh, there was the need to prepare the meal and there was the need to uh, eat the meal. Surely, that took quite a long time, right? Then, that man with his two companions left. And Abraham didn't say, see you or goodbye. No, Abraham (laughs) uh, walked with that man. Now, please tell me, what are the purpose that God came to visit Abraham this time? Yes, he came to seek after an intercessor. Because on the throne in heaven, God made a decision to come down to execute his judgment on that. Wicked city. And God would never forget he had a child there. Lot was there. And God knew that there was no other one on the earth who was so concerned for Lot but Abraham. And there was not another one who was so much with God but Abraham. So God came to Abraham for the purpose to get an intercessor.
0: Francis, I really enjoy this picture. Abraham walking with the very God and conversing with him as an intimate friend. But God was seeking something. He was seeking an intercessor. And, of course, Abraham was such an intercessor. But what intrigues me is the phrase that Witness Lee used at the end here. He said the proper intercession should not be initiated by us, but by God in his revelation. Just what does he mean?
1: Well, I I agree with you. This is a very interesting uh, portion, how Abraham's intimate conversation with God as a friend to friend opened up a way for God to get an intercessor, to work out a way for God to rescue Lot. Actually, in their conversation, neither God nor Abraham even mentioned Lot. But you could tell that their real uh, desire was to rescue Lot. So this kind of uh, human, friend-to-friend conversation that Abraham had with God gave God an opportunity to open up some revelation to Abraham of what his real intention was, what his real goal was. Uh, God does everything in and with man's cooperation and coordination, but it's by God's initiation. In other words, this kind of uh, intercession depends on God's initiating something by revelation. He lets us know something of what he wants, and then we pray according to this. So by this conversation, Abraham was able to receive revelation concerning God's intention. And by this revelation, he was able to intercede for Lot according to God's purpose—not according to his own thought or not according to any request from Lot but just according to God's purpose.
0: It was very interesting that uh, Witness Lee pointed out, of course, God really intended to save or wanted to save Lot all along. Mm-hmm. But he came to Abraham to initiate this intercession that it could be accomplished according to his purpose. This is a wonderful picture. Right. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of this life study.
2: You all have to know, even your salvation was accomplished by some intercession. Every such person has been saved through the intercession of somebody. Without this, God couldn't do anything. This kind of intercession is always something so intimate, so mysterious. As I mentioned already, God's intention was seeking Abraham to intercede for Lot, but God didn't mention the name of Lot. And uh, Abraham did intercede for Lot, but Abraham never mentioned the name of Lot. So here, apparently he was interceding for Sodom. Actually, he was interceding for Lot. Lot was on the heart of God. So Abraham interceded not according to the outward word of God, but according to the inward intention of God's heart. Intercession, the proper one, should always touch the heart of God. I tell you, while Abraham was interceding there, God was happy. God would have said within him, My. How good it is that on this earth I could find such a person who knows my heart. I say again, the proper intercession should always be initiated by God's visitation. And I see also mostly on the human level. I tell you, whenever you have the deep sensation that God comes to you on the human level, you have to realize that was the time that might be or maybe the time God going to initiate an intercession mm-hmm. for you to carry out. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to linger in the presence of God. Wow. Even he will take off, you have to say... Better stay for another period of time. I just don't like to lose your presence. You have to linger the more the better in his presence. I tell you, your lingering will draw out his desire. Your lingering will open up his heart. Then the proper intercession started. And we all have to see the proper intercession, I say again, is not something as a prayer. The proper intercession is always a kind of intimate talk. You see, Abraham was not praying here, he was talking to his friend. You read these verses all the time. He was talking to his friend on the human level. What? Are you going to destroy the righteous with the wicked? Is this your way? Let me remind you, dear friend. (laughs) You shouldn't do this way. (laughs) To slay the righteous with the wicked. That be far from you. Shall you, the judge of all the earth, not do right? My goodness, (laughs) a strong talk, a challenge, a strong challenge.
0: Francis, we are looking into a very personal and intimate relationship between the God of the universe and his good friend now, Abraham. I don't think it's too much to say that most people do not relate to God in this kind of way. But God is revealing here that He wants to come to man on a very human level. Would you develop that concept for us?
1: Well, I do believe that too many of us as Christians still hold on to a very objective view of God. He's so high. He's so distant from our our living that we don't uh, have this kind of realization that He wants to come to us like he did with Abraham in a very human way. Abraham even fed him. Abraham walked with him and talked to him. And you might say he even bargained with him when he was talking to him. But God wants and really needs man. And we need to appreciate how much God wants to come to us as a man. God became a man. If we could learn to really fellowship with God in such a personal, intimate way we could know what His heart's desire is. As long as we hold Him objectively so far away from us, it is hard for us to know even what the Bible is saying about His becoming a man and wanting to fellowship with us and to make His will and His desire, His heart known to us. So in so many ways, the Lord is always trying to come to us in a very human and organic way, to be our life and to be everything to us, letting us know what's on His heart and how to have such an interest in how He wants to accomplish His union with man. This way, He can build up His body and He can consummate the New Jerusalem, which is really ultimately the mingling of God with man, and this is his eternal purpose. So to have this kind of intimate relationship with the Lord in the light of the Bible, the Word of God, will bring us into more of a human friend-to-friend relationship with the Lord.
0: Thank you, Francis. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of this very enjoyable and interesting life study.
2: Let me check with you. Have you ever prayed this way? I'm afraid not many. Don't pray. Have a challenging talk with God. How about this? Brothers, would you do it? No one can say, I will do it. That doesn't work. (laughs) But when you get into the intimacy of the friendship, with God on the human level. You got to know the heart desire of God. So you can change your God. God, would you do this? Is this your way? Not praying, not begging, but challenging in a very friendly talk. How could you challenge on God? You could only do this according to the righteous way of God. Oh, you are the judge of all earth. Shall you do this? This is not your way. You see? All the proper decision is made not according to God's love. Not according to God's grace, but according to God's what? Righteousness. Righteousness binds God much more than his love. Much more than his grace. He has no obligation to be loving. He has no obligation to give grace. But he is held responsible to be righteous. Nothing binds God so tightly as his righteousness. Every good intercessor do know the way to bind God effectively is to challenge him according to his righteousness. The proper intercession, I say again, is not a begging according to God's love, but a challenging according to God's righteousness, according to the righteous way of God. I do believe in these last days, many of us will be recovered to this state. At the time of Abraham, God came down to the human level to seek after one person. Do you know today, God has come down again on the human level to seek not an individual person, but a corporate people. And I do believe the time will not be too long since tonight there will be a people on this earth who will be absolutely like Abraham. Who know the heart of God. Who will (laughs) make such a challenging intercession. God, don't you know that you have promised us care in the New Testament? That you will finish the good work you have started? Amen. I tell you. <laughs> what is this? This is a challenging intercession. God don't like to see your tears from your hot emotion. Amen. Oh Lord, don't forget lot is there. You have to remember lot, Lord. <laughs> Abraham didn't pray that way. Don't drop your tears. Be encouraged and challenged on God. This is the proper way to intercede. All the proper intercessions are just expressions of God's desire. So eventually what? Eventually here it says, It is the carrying out of God's will. My. Without Abraham interceding for Lot, God did have a will to rescue Lot, but God couldn't find a way. The proper indecision always paved the way for the heavenly twin to get through.
0: Francis, at the conclusion here of this wonderful life study, can you give us some practical fellowship to help us enter into this kind of intercession with God to carry out His will?
1: I would say, number one, we need to know what the will of God is. That is, we need to be fully acquainted with God's eternal purpose. If we don't know God's purpose, if we don't know what is really the teaching of the apostles, what is God's intent, what is His goal, it's hard for us to pray according to God. But more, we pray according to our feeling, according to our own ideas. And uh, we're not interceding. We're actually praying from our own initiation. Also, number two, to be an intercessor, according to what we have seen in this message, we need to have many experiences of the working of Christ as the life-giving Spirit in us. Uh, We saw how Abraham uh, talked with God even bargained with God, and was used as an intercessor in regard to Lot. But this wasn't right away. This was after many experiences. God's dealing with Abraham brought him through many steps in his experiences. And then he knew God's heart. He knew what God wanted. He knew God was righteous. He knew that God would do the right thing. And he argued with God, or he bargained with God, according to that revelation. So we need to have a lot of experiences of the Lord's working within us in our daily life so we know how to intercede for others according to God's eternal purpose.
0: Thank you, Francis. Very enjoyable life study today and enjoyable fellowship. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.